Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. All right. Uh, Well, hey, thanks for uh, joining us for a QA, and a a time where you get to ask the questions that have been stirring in your heart and mind as a response to the uh, the message you just heard. So I'm excited that I get to ask the questions (laughs) as opposed to answer them. You did a good Uh, job last week. I was so nervous. I knew you were. I was so nervous, but uh, Tracy does a great job. Questions weren't too hard, so we're able to talk through some of them. Um, But all right, so you ready to jump right in? Sure, I love it. First question, I think we're going to get a lot of questions about the low places. I think great Hmm. application there. You make the point where after progress gets met by resistance, I meet resistance with prayer. And then you moved into the the strong point of identifying the honest places or identifying the low places where we're vulnerable. So this person says, uh, one of the places in my life where I'm vulnerable is jealousy. Hmm. I often look at what others have, which reminds um, me of what I don't have. What is the truth that I need to declare in those moments? Great question. Because, and when I say that, that's just not the normal, hey, great question, because that's, but everybody says that is a great question because the, what we need to learn is, is there a truth to declare in that? And I do believe that there is a specific truth and multiple. I gave multiple examples of different truths. First Corinthians 10, 13. Yeah. But when it comes to jealousy specifically, I would learn to declare, I'm trying to turn to it, I would declare from 1 Timothy that godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. And uh, I think uh, Paul says in Philippians 4 that he has learned to get along with a little, and he has learned to get along with a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and then he says a verse that often gets qu- quoted out of context, I can do all things through strength, through Christ who strengthens mm-hmm. me. So where there is jealousy, I appreciate that's an acknowledgement. Wow, I, um, I don't have what I wish I had and I see other people have it. And whether that's a relationship, whether that's stuff, whether that's a job, whether that's fruitfulness, there's all sorts of different mm-hmm. things that uh, kids or a bunch of kids mm-hmm. or uh, smart kids or, you know, there's mm-hmm. so many yeah. things to be jealous about. And to go, no, first of all, uh, I do love Romans 8.32. The proof that he doesn't withhold any good thing from me is that he gave the best for me in his son to be my savior. So Romans 8.32, I'd learn to quote that. Because what you're saying is, uh, in jealousy, God's withholding good things from me, and he's not. He does give different different good things to different people, and it seems like some well, it doesn't seem like some people get more good stuff than others. Is that? And so the thought is, well, God is withholding from me. Mm. 
He's not actually, and this is an act of faith, but actually those with many good things have a very difficult temptation to deal with, and that is finding life and joy in the good things as opposed to the giver of the good things. Those with less have less things to wrestle with the the competition of their heart. So, I would learn Romans 8.32. I would learn that godliness with contentment is great great gain, and I would learn Philippians 4, that, Lord, uh, teach me the secret of being content, of learning how to get along with a little or learning how to get along with a lot. So, those would be specific things yeah, coming to mind. Those are three really good truths. Yep. Yeah, that speak to jealousy. The challenge that I would encourage each person to uh, think through is, what is the specific truth for the specific low place in my life or low places in my life? And then to think, it doesn't always have to be a Bible verse. I read a list of things that I try to get guys to think about sin, uh, low places in their life, mm-hmm. and they are biblically true, even though they're not Bible verses. Right. They're just they're true statements. They're true statements. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's good. Like, spend time with your wife. Go take your wife on a date. <laughs> that's a true statement. Yes. that's a good thing to do. It is. Yes. Um, all right. Next question. Um, when one feels like their walls are vulnerable and there are so uh, many exposed areas, in parentheses, they say too many sins, yeah. one can easily feel defeated. Right. How can a believer not feel defeated and how, and how or where should a believer start to rebuild their wall? Hmm. Yeah, uh, we all start there. That would be my first encouragement. We all, uh, in what we call the journey of a disciple here at the chapel, everybody starts in a coffin, dead in their sin, and then they're born again. But when you're first born again, the scripture calls you a new person, a babe in Christ. And a babe has no capacity to fight for itself. Mm. You are completely vulnerable. So what do we do for children? We take spiritually mature uh, we take mature people to protect those who cannot protect themselves. So one of the first things, if I just think of that analogy, one of the first things I would encourage you to do is make is to find someone who is actually spiritually mature further along in their faith that you would be in relationship with, that they could help you and do for you, do some of the things for you that you can't do for yourself. See, I should be at a place... Uh, It doesn't mean that I never need somebody else to declare truth to me, but I should be at a place in my own spiritual journey where I can do what Nehemiah did for the people. I can declare the truth to me. But I can't do that when I'm new in my faith. I don't know the truth, and I don't know the discipline of doing that. So I need people in my life. So that'd be the first thing, is invite uh, someone or a few people into your life who have a maturity that you don't have. Babies can't help babies. And then recognize it is a it is a matter of our word this morning, progress, growth. Everybody starts as a baby, but no one's intended to remain a baby. It, it's it's not natural for a 20-year-old to continue to act like a Mm two-month-old. A 20-year-old is intended to grow, make progress so that they can do for themselves what they 
couldn't used to do, what they weren't able to uh, formally do for themselves. So understand that that you are in your work in progress. Just make sure you are growing in Christ. So uh, this morning I had an opportunity to pray with an individual who had a, a difficult situation coming tomorrow, and uh, they were worried. Uh, anxious about it. And, and so I said, well, how do you want me to pray? And they didn't really know how what they wanted to pray, and they didn't know necessarily any truth about who God is and His mm-hmm. love for them that would encourage them. So I said, well, let me give you some truth that I think is important. So I quoted Isaiah 41.10, do not be afraid for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will help you. I'll be with you. With my righteous right hand, I'll uphold you. And they looked at me blank stare and I was like, oh, so you don't know that truth. They never heard it. No, they didn't know Isaiah 41.10. They didn't know Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. With prayer and supplication, let your uh, request be made known to God with thanksgiving and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. They didn't know Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Hmm. And so you, I could see the kind of the vacuum in the eye of I don't know truth to declare to myself in my time of need. So uh, that would be, this sounds so um, basic. Invite people into your life and begin to immerse yourself in the truth of the scriptures, the promises of God, so that you can grow up and begin to say to yourself the things that you wouldn't have known to say to yourself. So, and they said to me, after I I shared a couple verses, I said, uh, is there any verse that's important to you that you know that helps you in a time of fear or being anxious? And they said, no, I'm not very versed in the scriptures. And you see the loss in that. So if, if, and again, that's, I'm not condemning that. Everybody starts as a baby, but no one's intended to remain a baby. So if you're new in your faith, I understand that. That's why if you have other people in your life to do for you what you can't do for yourself, but don't stay there. Uh, let the scripture continue to grow and inform you. If you will, uh, drink and eat of the scriptures. You won't remain in a babe, it says, then you'll grow up in Christ. Yeah. yeah and it, as you're saying, it reminds me of one of the things I think you say a lot on Q&A and in your, your teaching is just the emphasis and the basics of getting into the Bible for yourself. I think you've yeah. shared the story about the guy who started getting up very basic at 5 or 5.30 in the morning and reading his Bible. Start reading the and scriptures. It had a yeah. dramatic uh, effect on his life. Changed his personal life, yeah. changed his marriage. I just was making eye contact with him during this last service and thinking of, yes, his life was there was a weak spot. The enemy was making regular invasions into that weak spot in his life. It was ruining his life. It was ruining his marriage. He, though he had grown up in church, had never read really the scriptures for himself, made a clear determination to start being in the scriptures daily, and God began to transform him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, it seems so basic, but I cannot emphasize enough the power of the word of mm. God. Uh, yeah. So, 
Read it. <laughs> so re- read yeah. the scriptures. I see the benefit in people's life. Yeah. No, no one just no one just automatically becomes mature. Mm-hmm. We automatically say stay immature. Maturity comes as we expose our heart to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Truth will set us free. That's right. That's good. Uh, maybe kind of a a repeat question a little bit here, but. Um, what do you do when you provide people and truth to the low places in your life, but still feel defeated and discouraged? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, there's two questions there. I think I heard. When you provide it to yourself. Uh, what do you do when you provide people and truth to oh. the low places in your life, but still feel defeated and discouraged? Huh. And I don't know why uh, to, uh, that's a repeat question. Uh, it, well, it just sounds similar to the, not a repeat question, but it just made me think of the question we just asked about person Ah. knows they have low places in their life. Uh, Yeah. Now that's a, um, I appreciate that question because I don't want you to think, oh, if you, if I read my Bible, then I feel great always. Mm. (laughs) Um, Reading my Bible can sometimes be like having a steak dinner and reading my Bible can sometimes be like having hot dogs. Nothing against hot dogs, but they're not as good as steak. And so sometimes it's not that the scripture, some is good and some's not. It's not that some scripture is steak and some scripture is hot dog. It's just that at some scripture in my life at that moment really speaks to me and is like super sweet to me. And other times it's just kind of mundane. Don't get discouraged by the mundane. It's often the things that we heard when we didn't know we needed it that the Lord uses later in our life when we do need it. So that's remain faithful. Second answer to that question is um, defeat. Uh, what read it again? Because I think that I, I feel defeated and discouraged. Discouraged. Defeat is not a feeling. Discourage is a feeling. I think I would wonder um, if you're in the scriptures and people are speaking truth, what I would ask, I wish I could in this moment, what is the discouragement that I'm still struggling, the resistance is still happening? Yeah, because I bring truth, because Nehemiah declared what he declared didn't mean the the people simply it just didn't go that away. the resistance yeah. went away. Right. It simply meant the resistance didn't accomplish its intended result. <laughs> so um, make sure. I guess one of my thoughts is make sure you don't have a an expectation that resistance will stop. That you'll always feel a certain way if you do the right things. Neither of those are promises. We are people who, it's not that feelings are irrelevant. It's that we are people of faith, not feelings. We, we aren't controlled by our feelings. They're real. And feelings can be often great gifts from the Lord. When I feel good things, that's a great gift from the Lord. And when I feel hard things, that's a great gift from the Lord because it drives me to Him. So if you're discouraged, use that discouragement to keep nudging you back 
to the Lord. Um, sometimes, and I know this might sound funny to me because I often uh, talk about how I can't sing. I actually do like to sing. Um, just nobody wants likes to listen to me sing. So uh, a word of encouragement may be to not only uh, read the scriptures and invite people to speak truth into your life, fill your life with some music of praise. Mm. Our wing, uh, our hearts are lifted. The scripture says our hearts are lifted on the wings of praise. So do two things in, in that regard. You fill your life with praise. I think I think David's life, uh, David as in the Old Testament, right. had a life full of a lot of discouragement. Mm-hmm. And he was not reluctant to journal it. Um, not a diary, I know, guys. It's a journal. Yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> a journal. <laughs> he was willing to journal it. Uh, he was not afraid to let the Lord know what was in his heart. Mm-hmm. But so many of the st- Psalms start with feeling overwhelmed, discouraged, some direct declaration of truth, mm-hmm. and a finishing of singing. Uh, yeah, a singing and a heart at a different place. Yeah. So maybe go to the Psalms, lead, learn the pattern of David, of how he dealt with his discouragement, of pouring it out before the Lord, but not stopping there, remembering of the goodness of the Lord, the provision of the Lord, the work of the Lord in his life, and the finishing with the praise of the Lord. And I think that would serve you. Yep. No, that's great. Yeah, and I, um, as, you, as I, you talk about singing, I thought what a great ending it was this morning to the song, When the Lies Speak Louder Than the Truth, yeah. you know, such a great song to, yeah. to sing. Uh, what do we do when the lies speak louder than the truth? Yeah. We declare truth. Right. And, and the song declares the truth. And then it reminds us what matters most. We're part of the family of God. We are yeah. the sons. We are the daughters of God. That's right. what matters most. Right. That's good. All right. Anything else you want to add? I think we're maybe about out of time. Any other thing you wish you would have said uh, regarding uh, encouragement from the scriptures to the body about the places where they're the low places in their life? Uh, I think, I think I said um, everything that I was important to say. What I know is this: it's easy to talk about. It's much easier to talk about. Yeah, I need some people in my life than it is to invite people in and then to give the discipline of engaging with those folks. And then the reality is I can invite people into my life into the low places and we can get together in small groups of guys or small groups of women, but then that and then but then that not really talk about the stuff that matters. Yeah. And now we have We've almost set ourselves up for sure defeat because we have a form of protection, but it's not real. So uh, I don't know that what I shared was anything necessarily novel or new to many folks. The question isn't, did you know these things before? The question is, are there people in your life that you've invited in, and are they doing what's intended? In other words, are they showing up 
with the sword, the mm-hmm. spears, and the bows, the truth that needs to be declared. So there's there's theory, and then there's the practical application of it that I hope people will do. Yeah. Church, I, I am I'm increasingly concerned about the health of the church, if you will, uh, across our nation because it's become so much of a gathering of a crowd versus the building of relationships mm-hmm. that really, it's the, those authentic relationships that God has given us that make the difference in terms of our true day-to-day walk. Oh, that's good. All right, we are out of time. Thank you so much for joining. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.